E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Each year, one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. And in 2020, COVID-19 contributed to a 17% increase in Alzheimer's and dementia deaths. It kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. In 2022, Alzheimer's and other dementias will cost the nation $321 billion. By 2050, these costs could rise to nearly $1 trillion. That's where you come in. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is an annual effort to raise awareness, defray costs, and and increase research funding of this deadly disease. Get involved by starting a walk team today. It's free and just might save a life. Find out more at alz.org. That's alz.org. Episode 210 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is entitled Managing the Moment. And simply put, one of the biggest gripes from couples is that they didn't have enough time to talk to everyone. On the flip side of that, the wedding guests themselves, especially the people that have traveled a great distance to be at your wedding, they will complain that they never got to talk with you, with the newlyweds. So today's episode is full of ideas on how you can manage your event time, give it the old college try, as it were, when it comes to actually getting FaceTime with every single person that's at your special event. Of course, don't forget about my sponsor, E2i Design. Find them on the socials at E2i Design. Of course, the website E2iDesign.com. Episode 210, Managing the Moment. Let's get into it. And just like that, another two months have gone by, and somehow I've managed to stay radio silent. That streak ends today. Motor City, it's your DJ, Brett Cummins. And as always, I hope you've been doing well. It's been a busy summer full of events, and I was actually able to get some much-needed R&R in there for a little bit, 10 days at least. So a quick update on events since the last episode. I got to tell you, I actually only took a few events in August because of our vacation. So August 6th, I was back to the lake house in Ludington with my friends Gene and Jeff. Always an honor and pleasure and privilege to get to play there. I love Ludington. August 20th, I played a new venue, actually, very close to home here in Brighton at the Tandale Nature Barn. It is a relatively new space that is, uh, I, I think it's perfect for the couple that's looking for that rustic barn vibe. They've, they've got a gorgeous event space, cozy outdoor cocktail area, uh, two separate ceremony locations on premise to accommodate anybody's tastes, depending on what you're looking for. But yeah, I was, I was super impressed with this venue. I can't wait to get back. There to the Tandale Nature Barn. September 3rd, I made some new friends in Holly at Venue 111. And Venue 111 is cool because it is a repurposed school. It's in the middle of this really nice, cute little neighborhood. And like I said, repurposed from being an old school, transformed into just a super cool place to hold a party. The property itself has a quaint ceremony set up in this courtyard that's outside. And then the reception is held in what would be the school's old, I think, gymnasium, cafeteria, auditorium. What would you even call that? A gym 
Auditorium, maybe? I don't know. But it is definitely easily one of my new favorite places to play, especially because the room itself is a perfect square. The reception space is a perfect square, so it is perfect to make sure that all your guests can hear what's going on. And Venue 111 is part of a collection of venues with the Holly Vault, which I hope to play soon as well. September 17th, I traveled to Holland, Michigan, to celebrate another amazing couple in the comfort of the bride's childhood home backyard. It was an absolutely perfect day on this sprawling property. I, I could not have been more thrilled to play there. I, I do truly love tented receptions because they allow me to crank the music up to 11. I can even incorporate special elements in a tented reception, like a fog machine. Oh, yeah. Uh, the groom definitely wanted me to bring the fogger with me, so I did. And we turned that party on its head. We really just had a great time, changed the dynamic for the party when it was time. It was just uh, such a fun party. And as far as events go, it has been a slower end of summer into early fall because, like I said, the Cummins family just we had to take a much-needed vacay. We had been planning this trip for us for uh, quite a while, but because of COVID, we had to postpone a couple times and change our plans up a little. But it was definitely a very good thing. The patience paid off because we were able to take the girls to Hawaii for the first time. And I mean, it was a first time for all of us. And if I may, I'm going to make a bold statement right here, right now on this podcast episode and say that Hawaii is easily the most gorgeous place on the face of this earth. That's right. Like I said, we spent 10 days there. We were on Oahu the whole time. And while there are a few more islands of Hawaii to check out, I am convinced that there is no more beautiful place than that island specifically. The energy is different there. The people move at a different pace. You can truly feel the spirit of aloha everywhere you go. They talk about aloha meaning hello and goodbye. But aloha is a feeling. Everything you do, you'll see that if you go to a little handmade market stand, right, someone's made some little trinkets or whatever, you'll see something that says, uh, you know, made with aloha. Aloha is a feeling, and it's a good feeling. And we definitely got a lot of aloha while we were there. We took in quite a few things while we were there on Oahu. We stayed at the legendary Hilton Hawaiian Village in Waikiki, tried to take in as much beach and pool time as possible. Uh, we were able to do a lot of sightseeing and touristy kind of things in that short period of time. The short list I had to make, I had to actually write these things down because I couldn't remember everything, but uh, the short list included a family photo shoot on the beach. We did one of those a glass bottom boat tour. We did a Disney character breakfast at the Aulani Resort. I was able to go to Pearl Harbor. I actually went back to Pearl Harbor, was able to set foot on the Arizona, the USS Arizona Memorial, which is humbling and breathtaking all at the same time. We did a luau, the Ka Moana luau. We went to Sea Life Park, uh, the Dole Plantation, plenty of cultural activities. We made kukui nut bracelets and lays. Lots of food, lots of food, and lots more food. So <laughs> I, I definitely ate a lot on vacation. I'm paying for it right now. So hopefully uh, a lot of the, the rest of this year will help me burn off some calories, Motor City. But I am definitely thankful that we had the chance to do that. I'm working on a highlight video of our trip. Hopefully I can post that to the Facebook page very soon. And with that, it's time to get back to business. As you heard in the opening bumper, it is Alzheimer's Association walk season. We're already underway. This past weekend, I took part in the Livingston County walk to end Alzheimer's, downtown Brighton. And I know my pal Nicole can confirm this, but I feel like we had a big, a much bigger registered turnout than we did last year. The cause is growing every year, which just warms my heart. 
and I know it's going to do great things in hopefully finding a cure one day for Alzheimer's. And for the second year in a row, it was great to share the stage with our good friend, Chuck Gatica. Always a pleasure to see him and get to hang out with him. And just by its nature, I'm always encouraged by the spirit of the walk. I mean, it's amazing to see so many people show up for such an amazing cause, but it's always even more special when people just keep showing up despite the rain. So Livingston County, you are the best. Keep it up. I can't wait to do it again next year. Rain or shine, we know that rain's not going to keep you away. So uh, definitely thrilled that you came out despite the inclement weather. And you're probably listening to this. Well, hopefully, if you're listening to this as it's being released, this episode, I am currently with my friends of the Lansing Walk to End Alzheimer's on the steps of the Michigan State Capitol. So we're in Lansing right now doing the walk, uh, the Walk to End Alzheimer's in Lansing. And then you'll have one more chance to take part in walk season with me, at least, as me and my friends of the Washtenaw County Walk to End Alzheimer's take over the parking lot of Ann Arbor's Pioneer High School directly adjacent to the big house. Once again, it's free to walk. It's free to start a team, free to support the cause. Even if you just show up on walk day and want to see what it's all about, I definitely encourage you to come on by. And if you happen to see me, come say hi. I'd love to chat with you and see what's going on. Phew, I think I got everything. See what happens when I don't record for a couple months? All that good stuff builds up and I get to unload all of it at once. But uh, it is such a good time. It's a busy time for me in Motor City HDJ, and I am excited you're here with me on this journey. All right, so the topic at hand for this episode it seems that the majority of my past clients, the conversations I've had, couples just like many of you out there feel that the wedding experience is so awesome because it's a rare chance to put all of your favorite people into one room for one night. How quickly the bubble bursts, though, when you come back down to reality and realize that you may not have talked to everyone that you wanted to. The issue is that there are a lot of people vying for your attention. It's a very common thing. I hear it from couples, parents, wedding guests alike, and then it comes up in the planning process as something to focus on. I always hear the question from, from you, from the couples, how can you, talking about me, how can you help us make sure we talk to as many people as possible? So today, I want to answer that question for you, and credit where it's due, I need to thank Jacqueline Whitmore, etiquette expert and founder of the Protocol School of Palm Beach, Thomas Farley a.k.a. Mr. Manners, and etiquette expert Juliet Mitchell, known as Miss J. I'll reference a lot of content they shared with the Huffington Post. The toughest part about any party is making sure you get plenty of actual, real-life FaceTime with the people that you've invited. And most couples don't think of it like this, but from day one, Motor City HDJ couples know that I'll tell them to mingle with their out-of-towner guests first, and then work their way down to the folks that will be with them until the lights come on at the end of the night. Now, the math says that in most all cases, it is logistically near impossible to even spend one minute, just one minute, with every single guest at your wedding, right? Uh, think about it. To make, to make it even then, let's just pretend you've got a 180-person wedding. Multiply that by one minute apiece, and now you've spent three hours just talking to your guests in some capacity. And who's to say? Some folks won't talk your ear off while others would want to pose for as many Instagram pictures and snaps as possible. You've got to get creative with how you hug every neck or shake every hand. Okay, I've got four ways you can do that and they should change the game for you. All right. So here we go. Number one, the receiving line. 
and it is the most OG of all of them on this list. The receiving line is, it's been around since I can remember. It is a little old school. It is a little time consuming, but it works. Now, Mr. Manners, Thomas Farley says that it is actually one of the most efficient ways to greet your guests, especially if you do it immediately as people are leaving your ceremony. So right as the ceremony is done, instead of you two rushing off to take pictures or doing whatever else, you stand at the door with your wedding party and greet every single person, shake every single hand, hug every single neck. And I'll just tell you, a lot of couples will worry about not having time for photos after. I get it. You want to make sure because you've got a photographer, you've paid for their time, they're there to document your big day and and put it into picture form. If that is the case, as much as I hate saying this, maybe get a majority of your family pictures out of the way before the ceremony so that you can spend the time after greeting your guests. The reason I hate saying it is because I am old school. I love the anticipation of a couple waiting to see each other until the moment the ceremony starts. So instead of, you know, I I just, I do, I just hate it. I hate ruining the anticipation of the two of you seeing each other for the first time. All of us sharing that moment with you. I've talked about it in other episodes, but it is a way to logistically make sure things are much more efficient for the big day. And with the receiving line, it gives newlyweds a perfect chance, like I said, to to hug the necks, shake the hands, and and really say thank you to every person that came to celebrate your day with you. You're, You're getting the greeting done out of the way so that you can focus on getting to the party as quickly as possible. Be careful, though. If you go this route, if you choose to do a receiving line, you will need to keep it short and sweet. Keep the line moving. Stay the course with the timing, right? Everyone's going to want to talk to you for a minute or so. So, you know, that that danger comes in with, uh, like I mentioned earlier, of everybody wanting to spend at least a minute with you. You've got to be careful. Wait to take pictures. If you're going to do a receiving line, literally all you're doing is shaking hands, saying hi, hugging a neck. That is it. You can do the pictures later. People can take their pictures with you during the reception after things have been done. Okay, so number one is the receiving line. Then we get to the reception. Number two is the table visit. It is an age-old classic, and it may seem simple, but... My opinion about this method is that it's all about timing depending on how your food is being served. No matter how you choose to have dinner served, you as the couple, though, will most likely have eaten first. That's just a general rule. You're the ones that we're celebrating. It is your day. You will be the first ones to eat. If it's plated, if it's buffet, family style, the the wait staff, the catering staff, The food service staff, they're going to make sure that you eat first. Now, since you're eating first, I recommend the couple, you, keeping an eye on the last table that has been served. If you keep an eye on when the last table has been served their food, from that point, you're going to count 10 minutes. And then, at the end of that 10 minutes, you're going to start making your way around the room. The reason... The reason for that is you want to give your guests enough time to enjoy their food without having 
to do that thing that we all do in a restaurant when a server asks us how everything is just as we've inhaled a huge bite, right? You know what I'm talking about. You've gotten your food. You put it in your mouth. Somehow the server knows. They come to the table. How is everything? You're like, <laughs> you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want your guest spitting their mashed potatoes or their chicken marsala or whatever it is that you uh, put on the menu. And uh, as you move through the room, as you visit the tables, I would encourage you to start with the tables that have older guests, right? You're going to leave the party animals as the last groups that you're going to see along with your family. There's a good chance that you've already spent some significant time with your families. You've probably already spoken to every single person within your family. There's a very good chance of that. So, you know, save that, save them for the, for the end as well. They're going to be there to help you clean up at the end of the night anyway. So you might as well just move along and spend time with the people that won't necessarily be there all night. And it is, the, the table visit is actually really a smart method. And, and it's simple because you're getting to greet each person individually and heaven forbid you miss someone. At least you've greeted that table as a whole. I mentioned Miss J there with the content provided from Huffington Post. Miss J recommends using this time as well for a quick photo op or just simply thank the table for coming. Do that thing where you you walk up behind, maybe you put your hand on the shoulder of someone, you address the whole table, you're covering all of your bases. So table visits, classic, efficient, and it can make this whole thing a, a, just a ton easier for you. Thirdly, divide and conquer. So I see this every once and again. Most of the time, though, I do see couples doing everything together. A lot of the time I see couples doing things together. And I understand it. You're wanting to address your guests as the newly married couple. They're excited to see both of you together, to see the happiness that the two of you share since you said I do. And from time to time, the event is large enough that both newlyweds aren't really able to get the opportunity to interact with each and every person there. But if you split the task of greeting guests, again, dividing and conquering, it can still ensure that every one of them feels like you have acknowledged their presence. Right. So by making your rounds separately and covering more ground, Mr. Manners, Thomas Farley suggests that you're still doing right by your guests. At the very least, they got somebody right. Consider it like going to I mentioned the Disney breakfast. You know, we went to this restaurant at the resort, the Olani resort there in Hawaii, and they sent the B squad. Basically, you get Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Pluto, and I believe Max, who was Goofy's son. So you didn't have Minnie. I think Daisy was walking around too. Uh, Minnie wasn't there. You know, we we didn't have uh, uh, every character that was there, but you got you know the important ones. So it, it's the same concept. As you divide and conquer, at least they got to talk to one of you, and one of you at least had the chance to acknowledge your guests being there for you. So. You know, especially as you do this, right? Why not? You know, why wouldn't you even maybe send your wedding party or your parents to be ambassadors for you? There, there's nothing wrong with sending messengers to do your work for you. You see, it ensures that all of your guests have been they, they feel seen. They've been seen. They feel welcomed. They feel appreciated. And as a bonus, as you move through the space, 
you can always greet people along the way. If you use a little strategy and precision with this method, you'll be able to maximize the number of people that you see, right? So if you choose to divide and conquer, each of you, my, my recommendation is for each of you to head to opposite ends of the room and on your way to your post, greet people along the way. Because as you make your way back to center, you will have actually accomplished more than you originally thought. So divide and conquer is another great way to do it as well. All right, the final idea I have on how to manage your moments at your big day, your wedding day, is the photo blitz. You've heard me talk about this on other episodes, and it's actually growing in popularity. Uh, TikTok has helped this. YouTube has helped this. Snapchat has helped this. And it, it is, uh, it's been trending for a while. I actually think it's a really great idea, and I've done it at a few weddings now. I really dig it. Uh, just to refresh you, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, the photo blitz is a fun way for the couple to visit every table and ensure that they literally get a picture with every person in the room. So double duty. Now you're talking to people as you do this and you're documenting that you have seen every single person in the room, assuming that they're sitting at their table when you make your way to their table. The idea is that your DJ, and since you're listening to this podcast, that's me, your DJ will play a song. While the song is playing, the two of you, the couple, will rush around to the tables and take a picture with each group. I love this, especially most tables right at a reception are going to have eight to ten people. So, you know, you do the math. I had a wedding recently, uh, earlier this year, actually, that I believe was like 24 tables. So that's 240 people. Big event. And it was really, really fun to watch the couple run around the room, rush around the room, trying to make sure that they saw everybody, got the picture with everybody. Uh, the guests get into it. It's perfect. From a logistical standpoint, it breaks up the monotony of just the stuffy wedding experience. It gives your guests some excitement to participate in the events of the night. And as long as all of the guests at the table are seated, like I just said, it pretty much ensures that no one will be able to say that they didn't get a picture with you, right? So if this is something that you think you want to do, my recommendation, my recommendation rather, is that you do it as soon as you enter the room from the introductions while the energy is still high. It will also put you in a good physical position, location in the room if you choose to cut a cake immediately after, right? So ideally, uh, I would do my greeting of everybody. We would do introductions of the wedding party. The two of you would come into the room. And then while the wedding party is being seated, making their way up to the head table, the two of you are with me. I'm giving instructions to the rest of the room about what's to happen. And then we go right into it. So we do the photo blitz. I love the photo blitz. It's super fun. Definitely give it a shot if you feel like that's something you want to do. It's it's high energy and it's really, really cool, really, really fun. I think your guests will appreciate it. So the receiving line, table visits, divide and conquer, and the photo blitz. Those are my four. Those are the ideas that I think are the most efficient when it comes to getting FaceTime with each of your guests. But I have a few honorable mentions that just might work as well. A literal few. Three honorable mentions that I think you could implement if one of the other four doesn't work for you. The first, plan a group dance. Obviously, the dance floor is where most people will interact throughout the night, so why not use that to your advantage? Invite everyone out to the floor for just one big group dance. I'm not talking like a choreographed Cupid Shuffle or Wobble or something like that. Just where everyone's out there with you, and then as you're dancing, 
You just make your way around the floor with each guest. You don't necessarily have to do a slow dance or something like that, but very simply, we just play something that people love. It can be one or two or three songs, however long you want it to last, just to make sure that you get FaceTime there as well. You can plan a group dance, get everybody out to the dance floor, and make your way around the floor with each guest. You could also host a welcome party. If wedding day is actually part of wedding weekend, you can always take advantage of the extra time by having a get-together after your rehearsal, right? The rehearsals, it's more formal. It's meant for the family, the friends, the people that are actually involved within the wedding ceremony itself. Sometimes we see out-of-towners being invited to that as a way to have etiquette in, you know, showing, you're showing gratitude that they traveled all that way. Uh, but uh, a welcome party is a great way to spend time with your guests before the big day. You're really just spreading out the mingling across multiple days. And of course, there's also cocktail hour the day of the wedding. Don't forget about cocktail hour. That's another really welcome party as part of the wedding. And you can definitely make use of that time if you're not going to need all of it for photos, right? The cocktail hour is really just a placeholder to keep people busy while you are taking your photos. So if you've already done some of that before the ceremony and you've only got a couple left to take after the ceremony, before the reception, why not get into cocktail hour and chat with your guests that way as well? Uh, definitely make use of that time, like I said, if you're not going to need all of it for your photos. And then the last of the honorable mentions would be very simply just to give a speech to thank everyone. It, it, it is a bit impersonal, but it will allow you to at least acknowledge everyone there all at once. And for whatever reason, if you don't get an opportunity to have a heart-to-heart -heart with every single guest, it still recognizes them in some little way. And, and truly, don't be afraid to craft your speech to address that. If you want to talk to everybody, uh, maybe right before we bless the meal, if you're going to do that, you know, we've done the toasts and then you're the last people to speak. Maybe you say something like, you know, we appreciate your love and support. We might not get to talk to everyone tonight, but just know we appreciate you and are grateful you chose to share this day with us. If you say something like that, you know, most people get the hint. You're able to at least address the group as a whole. Let them know that you, you know, you definitely appreciate them for being there. Obviously, you're going to be busy throughout the night. I think people will get that. I think people will get that. So, and that's it. Wedding day is a big one, and it is easy to get discouraged by how much stuff you actually have to do the day of your wedding, but by managing the moments that you share with your guests, you're, you're able to relieve yourself of some of those pressures and anxieties, and it really just allows you to focus on enjoying the night instead of worrying that you missed someone, that you didn't get a chance to talk to someone. So I am always looking for new ideas for stuff like this. So if there's something that you thought of that didn't make the cut or I didn't mention, please reach out and share that with me. I would love to include that for future episode topics. And definitely just a quick reminder, I mean, as far as social media goes, I had a rebuild recently thanks to the wonders of modern technology. So please, 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 Connect with me on Facebook. That is where I am going to live exclusively now on social media, as it, uh, as it were. So Facebook will be the only place that I will be moving forward as far as social media goes. Connect with me there, facebook.com slash MotorCityHDJ. For now, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and remember to be kind. Until next time. 